You're listening to the smooth sounds of the infinite escape room. Hello and welcome to the infinite escape room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths and today I am drinking Blue Moon. And joining me this week we have... I'm Jamie and I'm drinking a Brains SA Gold, brewed in Cardiff. I'm Charlie Bond from Deadlocked Escape Rooms and I am drinking a Siren Yulu. Very nice. Mm. I'm James from Deadlocked Escape Rooms also. Uh, my surname is Hamer Morton, just in case, you know, socials follow me and all that stuff. Um, I am drinking a Siren Futurist. Oh, yeah. It is delicious. That's why I chose it. Are, are they a, a local brewery to you or just, just a favourite? Um, they are definitely our favourite and happen to be quite local. Ah, handy. Handy. Yeah. And those, name, those names are epic as well. Right. You and Futurist. Yeah, because they were sirens or something like I, I mean, I don't really know the history. It's, it's all tied <laughs> into to siren uh, and Greek mythology. So they've got um, oh. Calypso who, who tempted... Uh, Odysseus. I Are we think. just doing an advert for Siren Craft Brew now? Uh, <laughs> .co.uk. <laughs> other, uh, other beers are available. Forward slash tier podcast. Surrounding county. Right. Are we on an affiliate link? <laughs> Ooh, we could get on an affiliate link. Yeah. So, I mean, by now, I'm assuming that the, the secrecy of our uh, new virtual escape room is is over. Because at this very point when we're recording, we haven't actually announced that we have been working on a virtual escape room with Siren beer. That's why they sent us some free beer. That's right. <laughs> speaking to you from the past. So at this very moment, this uh, this escape room will not be in existence um, because it's not been online yet. Um, but now when you'll be listening, it will be online and hopefully will have been online for a week. So hopefully all the reviews will come out and be saying that it's very, very good indeed. Incredible, in fact. One of the so, best beer-themed escape rooms <laughs> out on the market. From Reading. <laughs> I suppose we better we better loop back. You both said that you were you ran the deadlocked escape room in Reading. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Because that must be fantastic. Sure. So we started it a few years ago as uh, deadlocked and basically grew it a bit. And we've got a, a couple of other venues at, at deadlocked now, uh, one in Northampton, one in Loughborough. And obviously, because of that which we do not speak of... He's uh, talking we- about the coronavirus. Oh, well, you just... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> because of that, of course, we are closed. And so we happen to have had a product that we were going to release this summer as a kind of boxed uh, escape-at-home product. And we, we thought, well, let's just work our butts off and get it out for a, vir- a virtual experience. And we did, and yeah, people seem to like it. So, yeah, Siren contacted us to, to make... A, an escape room for them, kind of branded with them and uh, and help promote us. And we thought, yeah, we'll definitely make a really simple thing that ended up being incredibly complicated. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we haven't slept for a few weeks. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm really conflicted. This is technically an exclusive right now, but because the podcast isn't going to be released until after it's open, then we've missed the boat simultaneously as having hot off the press information. It's a posthumous exclusive. <laughs> it's like we, we told you personally. Like, hey That's guys, true, yeah. here's a little secret. I, well, um, to our Patreons, uh, that subscribe at a certain level. They they will get this unedited and early, probably within the next couple of days. So, um, yes, nobody will hear about it. <laughs> so, again, a posthumous incentive to subscribe. Who knows what you'll be announcing next time? 
So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one stretches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room while the others try and solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall us, and if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is Jamie's brand new shiny, shiny microphone. Are we ready? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, our perilous puzzlers found themselves on the business end of a coffin six feet under. When they thought their luck had run out, they were rescued by a trio of suspiciously military-looking types bearing the emblem of a triangular spacecraft set in front of a celestial globe, and a helicopter stood ominously behind them. The khaki-clad, stern-looking fella at the front pulls you out from the shallow grave and dusts you off. Thank the gods you're okay. We knew your roadies liked to party, but damn. Before you can say another word, you're bundled into the helicopter, which takes off with a mighty of the rotor blades. After only a few minutes, you see you're flying over one of the largest crowds you've ever seen. At least 50,000 people are all pressed up against one another, cheering wildly at the helicopter in a gratuitous flaunting of social distancing laws. As you come down to land, you realise that you're right next to a stage. Then it twigs where you've seen this strange emblem before. You're at Cosmo Death, one of the biggest metal festivals in the world. And you realise that you're meant to be roadies for the headliners. You're quickly herded out of the helicopter and through a stage door, and you find yourself behind the main stage. The military-looking guy says, Listen, the bands are furious that you're late. You better get everything ready for them to go on, or it'll be both our asses on the line. You know how these metal bands are big divas. I reckon you've got about 30 minutes before the first set. So he leaves through the stage door, which deadlocks behind him. Deadlocks, nice. <laughs> yeah, see, cheeky plug, you're getting it all in now. Wait, 30 minutes. Write that down, it's a clue. Above the door is a monitor showing the live feed of the crowd. The text, 30 minutes until showtime, is displayed on a ticker at the bottom of the screen. As you look around the room, you see a cloakroom, a bar, a sound desk, and some dressing rooms. Are you ready to begin? Oh, yeah. Your time starts now. Where I'm so like confused, what do we do? <laughs> Panic. <laughs> What's an escape room? <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's be honest. The first thing you do is go to the bar, isn't it? So you go to the bar. The bar appears to be closed. Um, there's a big metal shutter across the front and the door itself appears to be locked. So it seems like the hedonistic binge drinking reputations of metal bands are rightly justified and somebody's kept them away from the source. On the door, there's a little screen with a little blinking cursor and the word password displayed above it. And there's a touchscreen keyboard below. Is there any indication about how long the password might be? And is it alphanumeric, numeric, alpha? Um, alphanumeric keyboard. Um, the password seems to be eight characters long. Let's explore everywhere, surely. What about we have a little poke around the dressing room? Is that open? Sure. Uh, so you go towards the, the one wall and there are six identical doors against that wall where the dressing rooms are. Uh, the name of each band is written on the door, but because they're all death metal bands, you can't make head nor tail of what the logos actually say. And spray painted below each logo um, are the Greek letters Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon and Theta. Next to each door is an open serving hatch, and then each hatch currently has a little red light above it. Okay, well, um, dressing room was a bust, wasn't it? Hang on, is there anything in the serving hatches? They are all currently empty. Currently? And are the lights on or off? Um, all the lights are on, but they are all red. I want to go to the cloakroom, but also in the game. So could you describe that while I go to the cloakroom? <laughs> um, so you enter what feels like a miasma of stale smoke and beer stench as you approach the small cloakroom where the band hang up their civvy clothes. 
before they don their own body weight in corpse paint and black leather. The club groom itself is shuttered. Uh, there's a small hatch next to the door, and on the sign it printed the words, Please insert your cloakroom ticket to retrieve your items. And there's a little slot cut into the hatch. I'm going to put Charlie in the cloakroom ticket slot. She does uh, not, not fit. Not an option. Can we <sighs> go through some of the clothes that are there? Is there anything to be found within? You cannot get into the cloakroom just yet. I see. We need the I ticket. See. We can... All right, I thought we could see them. Stupid Bond. Oh, sound desk, sound desk, sound desk. All right, so you go to the sound desk. Um, it's a fairly small table. It's all kitted out with various knobs and dials. On the right-hand side of the console is a small keypad. On the left is a dial marked sound check. Um, also on the table, there's a torn-up note. There's a bottle of smoke. And there's a net that appears to have been soaked in rainwater. What does the note say? The note, which I will send to you in the Discord chat, because we spare no expense. We've even got bloody props. Look at this. And I will describe it as well. So it's a well-used piece of paper. It's got a list of countries um, on the left-hand side and the corresponding abbreviation on the right, and it's split into two columns. So you've got, like, Austria is AT, Canada is CA, that kind of thing. Hmm. All right. And that's definitely been torn from another bit. So it would seem. So this smoke bottle... Can we have a look at that? Yeah, um, it is a rather sturdy um, tempered glass bottle of smoke with a cork stopper inside it. You can't actually get the cork out to release the smoke. Are there any instructions on the bottle or any ingredients of any note? It is just a plain bottle of smoke, your garden variety smoke you'd get down the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How do we know it's smoke? Does it say smoke? In what font? It is, uh, it's, a, it's a grade two smoke. One of the finer smokes. Nice. Can we um, use the sound check dial thing and turn it to 11? Well, when you inspect the, the dial, uh, there's like a black dial. There's four channels marked out, unfortunately, not 11. You can move the dial. Uh, there's also a little slider next to the, um, the dial with the words slower and faster printed on it. Okay. Uh, what happens when we turn the dial? Would you like to turn it to channel one, two, three, or four? Three. Three. Oh, so Obviously. The, it's the best place to start. The, uh, the I've dial just been following the clues. If, if <laughs> it's two, I mean, obviously, people at home might not be thinking as fast as us, but uh, obviously it's three first. That makes perfect sense. I'll, yeah. I'll explain it later. I can't, I can't pull the wool over your eyes. Right, here we go. The, uh, the dial clicks to position three. Uh, you hear a slight hiss of feedback, and then, booming out from the stage, sound check three. Ladies and gentlemen, for your audio pleasure, we bring you the sound check. <laughs> well, that was good. Can we, can we try two and one and four? And Yep. Um, so you, you move the Delta channel two, a voice booms out. Sound check two. If I'm not passed out by the time the solo kicks in, I fail as a roadie. Move the Delta channel one, and it says, Sound check one. Did you know that Ozzy Osbourne once ate a bat's head? Wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And you click the dial to position four. Uh, another voice booms out near the stage. Sound check four. This is not the angel's hell, it's the devil's heaven. You don't suppose like devil's heaven rhymes with seven, something to do with seven? Are you asking me or I'm, I'm just guessing, guys. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was, no, what was three again? Just because I liked the, uh, the voice that you were doing? Um, so three, uh, you click it to three again and it booms out. Sound check three. Ladies and gentlemen, for your audio pleasure, we bring you the sound check. For your audio pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So, mm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the the keyboard on the right-hand side, the, the, or the keypad, is that uh, sort of like a, a zero to nine affair? Uh, yeah, it's a numeric keypad, a uh, little blue LED display, and it looks like it's got space for about four numbers. So, yeah. so the f- number one was Ozzy Osbourne, like eight, eight about eight, eight a bat's head, was it? Eight? Ooh. Uh, yes. Ooh. 
Did you know that Ozzy Osbourne once ate a bat's head? Eight. Wow. There you go. What's number two then? Can we hear two again? Yeah. So you move the dial to number two, and the voice booms out. Sound check two. If I've not passed out by the time the solo kicks in, I failed as a roadie. Huh. If I've if five if five not passed out, could that be what eight five four seven? Because angels seven seven. Yeah. So try typing in eight five four seven. So you enter the code 8547 into the little keypad and it makes a satisfying sound. Excellent. That is satisfying. So the keypad slides up to reveal a little ticket stub with a number 42 on it. Ooh. So let's grab the ticket stub and use it in the ticket cloakroom thing. Surely. Cool. Uh, Yes, you march on over to the, uh, the cloakroom and you insert ticket 42 into the slot and it greedily takes it from your hands. Uh, rather than hearing the clanking and whizzing of machinery, you hear the coughing and grumbling of an elderly man who seems to be at 110% done with everybody's shit and has shuttered the thing so he doesn't have to interact with them. <laughs> a moment of silence later, the hatch pops open. Inside it, there's a worn denim battle jacket and a small cash box. What's inside the battle jacket? Is there any any pockets that we can have a look at? Um, so when you pull the jacket out, it looks like it's been to... Every gig under the sun. The sleeves and the front are almost completely covered with patches from bands whose names you can barely make out, as is the tradition amongst death metal bands. Um, mm. Hidden what in does the pocket. Smell like. Oh, <laughs> it, it smells like a combination of beer, sweat, and shame. Um, it's sort of right. seventy percent right. shame. Delicious. <laughs> Sorry, please carry on. What was in the pockets? Um, so hidden in the pockets of the jacket, um, you find a toy panda with glowing red eyes. And there's also a knockoff DVD of The Magnificent Seven. And you can tell it's a knockoff because rather than being on horseback, they're all queuing at a bus stop. Wow. (laughs) Okay. These metal types, am I right? Um, On the back (laughs) of the jacket, there are a series of patches um, showing previous festivals that the person's been to. So you've got Cosmo Death 2005 uh, in Poland, Cosmo Death 2010 in Austria, Cosmo Death 2015 in India, and Cosmo Death 2020 in the United States Minor Islands. So we've got PL... A-T-I-N-U-M, guys. Shall we try that on the password? Oh, yes. I think it was two... Yeah, I think it was in that order, wasn't it? 2005, 2010, 2015, 2020. Hang on. Platinum. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, one of my pet peeves is word locks that don't actually say a word. Oh, so yeah. Either, either this is correct or I'm going to get annoyed. <laughs> um, so where do you want to try that word? On the password thing, on the the you know the eight digit alphanumeric thing, on on the on the bar. Yeah, so you march yes. over to, march over to the bar and you type in the word platinum into the touchscreen. Uh, you hear an automated voice say, "Platinum, the heaviest of metals. Rock on, dudes!" <laughs> and the door to the bar swings open. Uh, well, I think we've done enough. Should we just walk away and, and chill for a bit? We've opened up the bar. Yeah, with a drink, like chill with a drink. Right. Sounds good. Right. So you enter the bar and inside you see all the usual paraphernalia of a bar at a gig, uh, with one exception. There's no booze. <gasps> all the bottles of... There's no booze. It is dry. Ugh. All the bottles of spirits are empty. The, da- the taps are dry. There's plenty of plastic cups, though. There's a couple of packets of scampi and pork scratchings uh, stuck to the metal frame with some magnets. <laughs> Weirdly, there's a giant bag of M&Ms on the counter. Um, there's also... A bundle of sticks laid out into an occult symbol. And uh, there's a copy of the the, uh, well-loved Nintendo 64 game Banjo-Kazooie, but inside a sealed bag of red liquid. What? (laughs) Okay, that's a lot to unpack. Who did this? Okay. Can we have a look in the bag of M&Ms? Just open it up and taste a few just for an experiment. You don't suppose M&Ms is like a musical link, M&M? 
not very heavy metal. Oh, yeah. Though, I, I'll, right. I'll say that I thought of that. Well, neither's Banjo-Kazooie for Banjo, but... <laughs> Just get the M&M's out. All right, please. fine, fine. <laughs> um, oh, next to the M&M's as well, uh, there's a large bottle uh, with a piece of paper stuffed into the neck. But oh. you're more than welcome to try the M&M's first. Um, now that you've said that, just pop the M&M's to one side for one moment. I'm going to wrestle the paper off Charlie before she eats it. Yeah. Okay, so, so M&M's halfway to your mouth, you task into the side um, and you inspect the bottle. So the, the bottle itself is, is, is huge, it's like two foot high. At the bottom of the bottle, you see a very small key floating on a thin layer of liquid uh, and then printed on the label of the bottle are the words Ozzy Osbourne's pre-gig snacks, brown M&M's only. So bats, right? Well, maybe that's not pre-gig. MMs, brown MMs. Is that is that what? Sorry, is that what was written on the bottle or stuffed in the neck of the bottle? That's stamped on the bottle. You said there was a note inside the neck of the bottle. Can we have a look at that? Yes. Um, you open up the piece of paper, and it's a it's a note from a rather disgruntled uh, roadie, just going, "You know what? I'm sick of Aussie shit. He stormed away from me, saying he needs a thousand brown MMs to fill this bottle, or he refuses to go on stage." <laughs> Right. Should we fill the bottle with some M&Ms, perhaps brown ones? I'm not sitting here doing this a thousand times. <laughs> you may not have enough time to put to pick a thousand brown M&Ms out and put them in the bottle. You, you don't w- know how quickly you can I try. can grab chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there is. Can we um, open the bag of M&Ms and make an approximation to see if there's roughly a thousand in there? Yeah. Sure. Um, so you. Approach the M&M's. Uh, it's not a bag, like a, a packet. It's a large sack. Um, it's wow. the, like the kind you get of, with potatoes, but full of M&M's instead. Um, and you open the bag. It sounds wonderful. It, it is a delight. Uh, there's red, yellow, green, blue, brown, um, a weird purple colour. There's a, a, a rainbow of M&M's inside this sack. And there seem to be tens of thousands of M&M's. Tens of thousands? So, I mean, we could have a thousand M&M's out of it, but only the brown ones. On the, uh, you notice on the on the front of that sack, um, sort of embroidered or stamped or whatever the hell potato sacks are stamped with, um, are the the words "Party Hard M and M's" for the hard rocking amigos. Now with multivitamin superfood chocolate, contains five hundred percent more iron. Huh. All right. What's this red liquid? That why is there a copy of Banjo Kazooie in red liquid? What red liquid? Ah! Are we able to open the bag like without spilling any of the liquid? It's pretty sealed uh, tight. You can't get into it. Hmm. Another look at the panda that we found with red eyes. Yeah, just have a look. Uh, yeah, at it. anything suspicious about it? I, I, well, I'm, I'm making signs with my hands because that's useful. Um, it's a small <laughs> panda. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's a small little cute plush panda, um, and it would be adorable apart from the fact that it's got glowing red eyes. I mean, let's push the eyes, see what happens. Squish it a um, bit, see you, if there's anything inside. Oh, squish it. Yeah, the eyes are sort of um, like red glass beads. Um, you push it, and nothing really happens. And I'm cursed. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> right, that, did, did we have a Magnificent Seven DVD? Yes. Did we actually open it up to see if the DVD itself was inside? Uh, you can open up the case and there is no disc. It is just the case. We, there were some sticks uh, arranged in sort of a, a symbol of the occult. Can we have a, mm-hmm. a little bit more of an inspection of that, please? So using your in-depth knowledge of trees and, and tree-like creatures um you gather that it's made of wood and they're arranged in the the blay witch symbol whatever that looks like oh yeah i'm, I'm glad you said that because i've got no idea no not me <laughs> um let's let's say the um the the sticks are arranged in a pentagram okay can we can we move the uh the banjo kazooie in, in red liquid to like the middle of the of the 
construct that the sticks have made. Do, do we get any anything out of that? Oh, do we have um, to chant? You you can certainly try. Um, but you you move the the. the, the and surprisingly, nothing happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't open the red bag of liquid, can we? Uh, no, it is no. pretty well sealed. It's going to get messy anyway. Yeah. Mm. We are. Oh, yeah, you're right. Let's. This is this is metal. All right. Mess, messel. No. <laughs> so hang on. If I remember correctly, there was a net with that looked like it had been soaked in rainwater. Mm. There is indeed. Can we explore that? How thick is the netting? It's fairly flimsy. Um, it's it's probably like, like the kind um, that you'd scoop goldfish with, um, just larger. What if we can't try and scoop out M and M's or something and see if we can only get the brown ones? Ooh. Maybe the brown ones are biggest or something. Yeah. Um, so you scoop out a, a, a pocket full of M&M's using the net and there's all sorts of colours in there. They're all jumbled in. Stupid M&M's. Okay. Uh, your attention glances briefly at the screen, uh, at, the, at the door. Um, the crowd is starting to chant, Why are we waiting? And the little ticker says, 12 minutes to showtime. Oh, that is a tune. I didn't realise that was Cosmo Death. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. They did a lot of, uh, lot of franchise work back in the 80s. Nice. There was also a uh, was there a money box with uh, in in the cloakroom? Uh, yes, there's a little um, red cash box that's locked, um, and there's a little keyhole. I'm guessing that's the key in the in the bottle that we need. Probably. I mean, can we smash the bottle? Or, or uh, it, it's too heavy to even lift. Um, right. There's nothing really around to smash it with. All the cups made of plastic. Right. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. I'm tempted just to say let's let's just put M and M's in. Well, surely if we if we raise the water level it, and the, the key is floating on the top, will it not just come to the top? That's that's what I'm thinking, and and any old M M&M and M will do for that. Well, let's start putting some in. Why not? Yeah, you start grabbing fistfuls of uh, of M and M's and throwing them into the the bottle as fast as you can. There are a couple of brown M and M's that do stay at the bottom of the bottle, but inexplicably, whatever that liquid is it seems to be dissolving all the non-brown ones into nothing huh. oh so we could just decant the entire bag in <laughs> you could the neck isn't that wide um uh. so you'll still be scooping them up a, a little bit at a time um what you do notice is as you look into the bottle the the red the green and the yellow ones and those ones have dissolved away um with the brown ones the outer shell has dissolved away but inside what's left is almost like a, like a ball bearing <gasps> what did we hear before about iron right uh yeah, that was that was the snack, wasn't it? M and M's have more iron in, fifty percent more iron. So metallic, then I guess. Do we have some way of drawing out the the metal? Drawing out the metal. <laughs> oh, the magnets that the pork scratchings were held with. Oh, smashed it! Yeah, I um, love you. So yeah, when you when you uh, when you glance at the the pillars of snacks, they are attached to the wall with a long magnetized strip, so you can rip that off the wall if you so wish. We wish. wish. We wish. Sorry. We we'll rip it off the wall and pork scratchings and scampi fries cascade across the floor. Um, Welcome. Feel free Excuse to me. Have Screw them. <laughs> and you now have a, a long magnet. Right. Poke it in the bottle and let's get the. Let's M M&M and M it. Yeah. Were you were you putting the magnet in the bottle? M and M into the bag, I guess. Oh, into the I bag. I suppose we could so, yeah. we could oh, hook yeah. the key out, couldn't we? Yeah. No, we could. We if we put it into the the bag, we'll get we, all the all the brown. brown yeah. All right. Let's let's do that then. Fine. So you it's just if we get the key straight out, that'd be great. But, you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if the key's magnetic. I'll go and eat the red ones. <laughs> you, um, 
you plunge the magnet into the bag of M&Ms like King Arthur re-gifting Excalibur into the Sword and the Stone, and every single brown M&M clings to it as you draw it back out again. You now have a magnet filled with brown M&Ms. Into the bottle. You see you add all the brown M&Ms into the bottle, and as you do, they sink to the bottom, and the case dissolves to reveal the metal inside, and that forces the key and that thin layer of liquid to rise to the top. Superb work. Can we pick the key out? Yeah, as you pick up the key, uh, the opening riff for Enter Sandman can be heard somewhere off stage, and you have found the metallic key. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got, no, wait, wait, wait! I've got, a, I've got an idea. Okay, what if? No, no, hit, no, ha, no. Think about it, right? We've got a key. We've got a cash box. I'm good. I'm just gonna go a bit left field. No, why what don't you're we about use? To say is madness. No, let's have another look at that battle okay, jacket. Okay, battle jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've sniffed it. What does it taste like? Have you licked the key? It? Tastes like brown M and M's. Okay, great. Can we open up the cash box? <laughs> you can. Um, you insert the little metallic key into the cash box, and it opens up. And inside is a note. I mean, do we do we have to tell you to read it, or is this kind of obvious? You can note? you can just look at it if you want. You can eat it. No, Charlie, don't eat it. <laughs> uh, so the no- the note reads: I've had it with these bloody metal bands and their demands. You think Mariah Carey's bad? Wait till you get a load of these guys. Each band wants a very specific item before they'll go on stage. You'll be able to figure out what they want, I'm sure. Look, I can't read the logos for love nor money, so I've used these symbols instead, so it's easier to recognise. So there's the symbol Alpha, and next to that is the band name Pandemonium. Oh. There's the Beta. Next to that is the band name Dead Air. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a sec. Uh, uh, Are all of these the names of movies that Charlie and I have been in? Uh, They may be. Right, okay. Next to the Gamma symbol is the band My Bloody Banjo. What a what a film! <laughs> uh, next to the Delta symbol is the film. Is the film is the band Curse of the Witching Tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, next to Epsilon is the band Catching Clouds, and next to Theta is the band Patient Seven. Right. So Pandemonium is Panda, right? With the red eyes. Let's chuck that at that door. So you place the toy panda into the serving hatch of Alpha. The little light blinks green. Uh, what else we got? Banjo is or a banjo kazooie liquid in the mm, in, into gamma. So you place the N sixty four game into the serving hatch of gamma. The little mm. light blinks green. Uh, the bottle of smoke, dead air. You place the bottle of smoke into the serving hatch of beta, and the light goes green. The uh, tree. So okay. No, no, please. Oh, the uh, the the rain soaked um, net into uh, catching clouds. Nice. Yep. So you place the wet net into the serving hatch of epsilon, and the light goes green. The occult symbol that was very Blair Witch could be Curse of the Witching Tree, mm. which is uh, Delta. So you place the branches into the serving hatch of Delta, and the little light goes green. What have we got there? Theta. Theta, which is Magnificent Seven, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you place the DVD of the Magnificent Seven queuing at a bus stop uh, into the serving hatch of Theta, and the little light goes green. You made us a personalised puzzle. Aww. You guys. Oh. We've made so many for other people. <laughs> You're right. This is our first personalised puzzle. Oh, yeah. I'm having a moment. I'm honoured. Time, quick, time, go. Look at the things. <laughs> doors. So with all six items in the correct hatch, you, you hear a collective set of cheers from behind the dressing room doors. All six doors fly open at once and out step two dozen of the most terrifying individuals you've ever seen. <laughs> Clad in corpse paint, leather and metal spikes and they surround you menacingly. The biggest one of the group takes a step forward and says in an unexpectedly soft voice, Thank you so much for helping us out, friends. We can't rock out without our home comforts. The bands cheer, and they take to the stage and encourage you to follow along. With a mighty cheer that ripples through the crowd, all six bands strike a power chord that blasts you off the stage and into the welcome arms of 50,000 metalheads. 
You stay afloat as they carry you off and you begin to crowd surf away from the stage. Congratulations, you have solved my puzzle with five minutes and seven seconds left. Smashed it, guys. That was fun. I did well think done. it was, I thought it was a personalised puzzle until I realised it was um, uh, people cheering at the end. And I'm like, audiences, don't do that for us. No. So <laughs> you, you probably haven't seen any of these movies. And let's leave it that way. Okay, let's leave it at that. I enjoy the current friendship that we have. <laughs> you guys did good. It was great. That was that was, that was fun. very good. That was awesome. Um, was there was there is that sort of how you expected us to to go about it? Yeah, I think everything went pretty smoothly. When I tested it this afternoon with my wife, and she did the same thing that you guys did, did the sound desk the last. So you got a complete like overview of the rest of the room. So you knew where everything was. So as soon as you got the right thing, you were like, bam, bam. Yeah, but you guys are pros. You know, you know exactly what you're doing. And yeah, the same thing with the the magnet and the M&Ms. Took a little bit of jiggery-pokery to get the magnet and stuff like that. But yeah, I think uh, you did really good. What I, what I quite liked about that, there was there were no red herrings. There was no sort of pure set dressing that was there to, to sort of soak up time. There was, there was a lot of stuff, just stuff in general, so I didn't want to clog up too much. <laughs> it was puzzle-filled. And hopefully everything worked as expected. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a bit of review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash theinfiniteescaperoom where we have a number of tiers sporting perks, such as shout-outs, access to unedited episodes, and more. Special thanks to Charlie and James for coming on this evening, and don't forget to visit deadlockedrooms.com to find out more. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye. You've no doubt enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Please subscribe, because it's, like, it's, it's free. <laughs>